Yes, yes. Welcome to motherfucking valuable perspectives. I'm super excited. We have another dope guest today, hey. Joseph Myers in the hey. building. Appreciate you, bro. Welcome, my brother. Yeah, man. So Joseph and I connected uh, around NFTs, crypto, and really just tech. You know, this brother's been in the tech space for for how long now? You were talking about like ten years, ten plus years. Yeah, uh, since like 2008, really. Yeah, yeah, so 12, 13 years he's been in the tech space building apps. So I wanted to dive in with this brother and kind of give y'all some perspectives of just how he got to where he is and, you know, what he's working on and just sharing his perspectives because this brother got a lot to share with y'all. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Yes, yes. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you, man. Yeah, thank man. you. Thank you. Happy to be here. So, you know, why don't yeah. you tell us about your journey uh, coming here to L.A. and like what made you come out to L.A. kind of in the first place? Yeah, so, um, well, I lived in SF, like, a couple years ago, and so that was, like, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, mm -hmm. and so, like, working in tech, in my mind, San Francisco was the place to go to, like, you know, get shit kicked off, mm -hmm. but I, I found that it's, like, San Francisco is not that social. It's already pretty clicked up. It's, like, people are clicked up with who they work with in whatever companies, you know what I mean? Right. And shit out there. Like, so just as like a hustler, as an entrepreneur, as like a, like a networker, that really wasn't the spot to be. Right. You were um, feeling like an outsider. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of got their, exactly. their centralization. And, and, and also, exactly. And also San Francisco is so much more expensive than LA mm. that is honestly not the place to like try to hustle. Right. It's the place that already have a pretty solid income. Type of foundation. Foundation built. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so uh, I actually ended up traveling around while I was dating a girl overseas. So I was like over there a lot. And I was like, you know what? I could probably, I could, chill, I could chill in London. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like London is a good metropolitan city, city a lot of shit going on, opportunities, um, less expensive than San Francisco. So I was planning on setting up shop there. Came back just to visit, chop it up with some people, say hi. And then boom, pandemic, mm. right? So you're you're kind of visiting for the, yeah. For the I was just back chilling for a second, and then the pandemic hit, and um, so instead of staying in South Carolina, it was like that's not an option. Mm. I came out here, and um, Venice is like you know right by the beach. It's a good mm. spot to be while the pandemic shit is going on, mm. and you know the rest is history. But since I got here, bro, like. And I, you know, obviously, I had visited LA a bunch before, mm -hmm. but like every time I came, every time I came to LA before, something like cool would happen, and I just thought it was just like serendipity, you know, right? But actually, being here, I'm realizing, nah, this is like LA. If you have the right energy and the right mindset, like shit, all you know, you'll connect with the right people, mm -hmm. you know, most yeah, so. most definitely. Yeah. So tell me about how you first got into tech. Like, how did what what like attracted you to tech in the first place? Man, that's a um, that's a deep question. Honestly, this is this is a might not seem like the obvious answer, but he comes up a lot in conversation with the stuff that I'm doing. Every like Michael Jackson videos, <laughs> right? What? Like that ass, like Michael Jackson videos. Whether it be the fucking the lean, the the morph shit in the black and white video, mm -hmm. just like everything was the cutting lean, edge. Right. Yeah, like everything Tech. was cutting edge and like mind blowing. Mm -hmm. And that, that idea of like doing something that's just a moment, you know, that impacts people and like people remember it, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I love that idea. And so, and I was really, when I, when I was much younger and, and into my 20s, I used to be like a, um, like a street dancer and shit like that. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, like you get older and you realize, okay, I'm not going to be uh, um, 
a performer, nor do I really at a certain point didn't I really didn't even want to be. Right. Right? But I but I like I like the effect that media and content and experiences have on people. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily want to be, you know, <laughs> doing the shit. Right, right. You know what I mean? So I was just like, you know, there was always a I came into tech really through the, the, the media and entertainment music angle mm-hmm. and I always kind of had like ideas that could take somebody else's presentation to it to the next level mm-hmm. like those videos mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I always had kind of ideas that and special shit. sauce yeah exactly and um and so my first thing that really made me go like oh shit I can do this was um was uh Right after I graduated high school, like my, I was in a band in high school, and so we all going to different colleges and splitting up and shit. But I was like, you know, it'd be dope to like take like an audio interface like that, mm-hmm. and like be able to plug into the, to the web and jam and play together, mm-hmm. even though we're in different places. Mm-hmm. Now this is like two thousand five. We don't we didn't have like crazy high speed internet and shit like we do now right so like an idea like that was really cutting edge mm-hmm. right now you could just do that you know you could hop on facetime and do mm-hmm. shit, right but um back then that was just an idea and then we what we did is we proto like i got with like a friend of mine's little brother who was just a whiz with anything technical mm-hmm. right and what we did was we prototyped this idea we plugged in like a mic through audio interface and then like I'm downstairs and he was upstairs on a keyboard. So I got the mic, he's got the keyboard. And we hooked it up through Skype, mm. right? Like, mm. And like made a phone call with right. the instruments, right. right? Right? And so we did that shit. We're like, oh, that shit's fire. Put a little presentation together. And his dad had some connections and shit. And within like a couple of weeks, I ended up in, um, in like in the living room of a dude that was like the head of Avid Technologies and like a developer from Apple mm. and another motherfucker. This is from, in South Carolina. This is in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, de- on an email thread with developer developers from Apple and a bunch of other big wigs, like mm. like trying to conspire to see if they could put something together mm. for this idea. And I'm like 18 or some mm-hmm. shit, and I'm like, oh, right, you, you, uh, just an idea. And actually following through with it mm. can take these dudes that probably don't get out of bed for less than a fucking, I don't know, a hundred grand a month or some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To like, that, you know, it's, I realize that people um, aren't playing as much defense as you would think if you give them the opportunity to run the ball. Basically. Right. You Man, know what I mean? That's, like, that's the motherfucking value perspective right there. People are not playing defense. That's a, that's a quote that I've heard before that, you know, we think that someone's there to stop us from our yeah. ideas. But yeah. in, in reality, nobody's there if we just show up. If you just show play up. play offense. Absolutely. So so you, you're coming up with this idea and you're seeing like, wow, my ideas have value. Yeah. And when I, when I follow through. So did you study tech in college? What, what was your path uh, kind of through, nah. through high school? And um, well, in high school, I did take like um, like some like music engineering and stuff classes like I was always like into the process the technology behind producing content and media and stuff and always kind of like decent at it Mm -hmm. um but in college um first I was studying philosophy which you know is just like thinking a wild shit (laughs) how to think how to think right outside the box right Mm -hmm. and then uh and then I started studying um arts management at the college of Charleston and Mm -hmm. that um and I was a dope, dope uh, major because it 
they taught a lot about just like like it was kind of like a, a business degree but more for like nonprofit kind of shit mm. so but they taught a lot about like for nonprofit stuff they taught a lot about like fundraising and networking mm-hmm. you know what i mean and um so yeah it's like, a, like gain some gain some skills with that but i actually ended up um i didn't graduate mm-hmm. and um i mean it's, it's seeming to work out mm-hmm. <laughs> it just got to a point i was just too fucking bored man mm-hmm. in class that was, I had these that was ideas, same with me these ideas burned in my head and and um actually the the main reason i left was I created this um this co- <clears throat> so the thing with the bands like the connect jamming over the internet that didn't work out right mm-hmm. um just because the technology wasn't there mm-hmm. and uh, so I was just washing dishes at this spot and I was like you know it'd be dope too if you could just like send visuals over the internet like I didn't even know what that meant at the time you know like exactly how that would work but just mm-hmm. the idea of like I just had. Lot, visual and live, so I called this company Visual Live, right? Mm. And so what I ended up building is I just had passion and abstract ideas, but I got with like a developer from the from the computer science department and my homie who was already like reading some of the same books, just mm. trying to do something, you know right, what I mean? Right, you know that right. vibe. Mm-hmm. Just trying to do something. Entrepreneurs. And uh, and yeah, and so we got together and we ended up, and I'm trying to like get my Wikipedia to fucking solidify this is as being true but <laughs> we ended up um building what is basically uh the first self-serve digital signage network and so let me explain what that is like when you see digital billboards now whether they be on the top of a cab or Times square or on the side of the highway a lot of the ads that are placed aren't like Hey, can I get an ad on such and such? Right. Is literally you go buy the spots mm-hmm. up online, submit the artwork, mm-hmm. and within somebody approves it, and then it's on the motherfucker. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and you get data of how many people going past it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, so we that was a concept that did not exist in two thousand seven or eight when we first started building this, and and then we launched it. We had like um. Basically, basically, what amounted to TV screens and a bunch of different restaurants and bars and a few other locations, mm-hmm. where you could um, upload your own short video mm-hmm. or JPEG or whatever mm-hmm. and target it to whatever screens you wanted and pay like per, you know, like pay just like an advertising rate. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's like you know I was like a multi-billion-dollar industry now. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to a lot of the guys in that industry, and they're like, yeah, yeah, if you think you're the first person to do that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's honestly, like, that was, like, the trajectory that really got me into it. Um, that was right And that before. was, like, earning revenue? So, so man, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And we, and we were trying to do everything. We were trying to design the ads. We built the software, mm-hmm. installing the TVs, mm-hmm. just just passion, just going off pure passion mm-hmm. and excitement. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, nah, like, we never really monetized it. But another interesting thing happened around that time is um, this. we started working on this, like, as or right before the iPhone even, before it even came out. Mm. So right when the iPhone came out, it's like, oh, okay, if you're sitting at at, the, at a bar or some shit, you're not trying to, you're not bored anymore. You don't right. need to look up at the screen. Right. That was this, is where you, like, this is where you monetize. Right, right. Right? So that that's how I got into the mobile space. I was like, okay, mm. this basically is a, is a little move. TV in my pocket. Right. It's a little billboard in the pocket. Right. So, so yeah. what, was your, what was your next app after that? Like now you're like, all right. This is where we're going. So, because you've been kind of in the app space for a little while, what, what did you decide to do next? Um, shit. But let me let me make a um side note real yeah, quick. Yeah, for sure. I'm a I'm a really get my shit off in this conversation because 
uh, me and Enrico were on a panel, and I tried to keep my little story short. <laughs> <laughs> I, tried, I tried to keep my story this is short. The space right and, here, and he did his own <laughs> shit. So I'm gonna do my own shit. The whole shit, yeah. yeah. We want to know. We here for the story. <laughs> All right. So, um, so they didn't the record qu- that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, so the question was that which app was <laughs> what? Yeah. So now you're like, all right. We're moving away from TV screens, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now people are going to have this TV screen in their pocket, right? Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. advertising is moving. So, you know, bring us through your your next kind of like thought process and company after that. Okay, yeah. So the, you know, you kind of had we had kind of had like a couple little dud ideas. You know, like at the time, Instagram was probably one of the first like really big mobile apps, right? And um, and so like we were like, oh shit, you know, it would be cool if you could like. Um, I forget what the fuck it was like Insta Fortune or some shit where you could like take a photo and then like put a fortune on it. That's some stupid shit, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, that's whack. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but getting back to just like the music and shit. Um, the first thing that was semi successful that we did was called Early, mm-hmm. and it kind of ties into oh, one of the things I'm doing now. But it was called Early E R L I, and. I, when Nipsey Hussle did the what the like a hundred dollar mixtape or some shit like mm-hmm. that, I was like, you know what? People would pay for limited digital, which actually kind of ties us back into the NFT mm-hmm. thing. If you could somehow limit a digital release to only select people who can get it, people would be willing to pay a premium just to have the little certificate that said, hey, I heard this shit and you haven't. Yeah. Oh, or I heard it first and you did it. Man. Right? That's a fact. And so, yeah, we built we built this this little app called Early and um, we ended up running out of money, but we did one release with this chick, um, uh, Jasmine V, and she had like Kendrick Lamar on the track, so that was cool. And, you know, like people, it was like, a, we had like 300 or something available, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, on the, on the app. And um and so people came and scooped it up, but it's so funny because this NFT shit is like something that, not that not not blockchain, not a non fungible token, but we were kind of trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's digital scarcity. Yeah, exactly. And so what people are doing now with a digital item, we were doing with an experience. Mm-hmm. Like this experience is limited. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're only gonna hear this shit one time until right. it's released on the streaming platform. Right. Um and uh and so yeah, so what happened with that was um we were just talking to a bunch of different people about getting funding and a few of them ended up being full of shit and just being young and naive. We were kind of just like, oh that's it, we're good yeah. and we waited on it and right. Right, but in the t- in that time, people took note. Um, oh shit, you know, Seth has been, uh, and my my partner Will. Um, at the time, we did everything together. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, they're fucking. Um, they've been making moves for a minute. Like these motherfuckers don't stop. Right. Not get, right. Knock down and get hop right back up. Mm-hmm. Right, and so they were like, you know, people would start start to hit us because they knew we knew the process of mm-hmm. how to make an app. And mm-hmm. so like, I had taught myself. All the Adobe shit just mm-hmm. for the for the visual live thing because I was making all the ads, mm-hmm. and um, now I have a developer for early. Mm-hmm. While we're waiting on the money, we might as well put you to work. Mm-hmm. I've sat in all the meetings. Um, I've sat in all the meetings with the company that we initially hired to um, to build the early thing, mm-hmm. and so now I kind of know how the shit the process works right. from the other side of it. Right, I'm like man, we can do this shit. So we built right. like a little boutique. 
app development company. Mm-hmm. And um, local people was hitting us up for a little shit, little websites and apps, nothing that went off too crazy. But the thing that, um, one of the things that re- kind of reignited the confidence that I have had back in the visual lifetime was um was uh I just had an idea. We saw this game with two cars, right? And when I saw the game, I was just like, oh, and a Ferrari and Jaguar switching four lanes, right? Mm-hmm. And so we fucking we redesigned we took, bought the code and reskinned the game mm-hmm. and put the music the, the money ain't a thing music behind it. Mm-hmm. And we made that shit in like in like a couple weeks. And then we were like, yo, we gotta get in touch with Jermaine Dupree. Tried to go through um tried to go through like the traditional channels to get in touch with somebody dead end mm-hmm. and then and then uh will just ended up like tweeting at him like yo we made a game like f- for you basically you mm. should check it out you know what mm-hmm. i mean so he hit his back he was fucking with it and then we did like a whole rollout of that game like me and my homie will we were on this uh show called bet music moguls with jermaine and like um you know like what so, was that experience like with with Jermaine Dupree like how did he respond to it was oh he like, shit he loved was it was he excited like cause it's it, yeah. I don't want you to skip over that part it's like you tweeted him all sudden like, oh, yeah. oh these things are happening it's just like explain like when he reached back what did he say what did y'all say shit well first he was like really fucking with the game right <laughs> right. right like really fucking with it and um like uh how do I say this I'm just gonna say it. I think at that moment I, maybe it was like 2013 or some shit, 14, something like that. Mm-hmm. Damn, time's flying. I think it was about 2014, 15. Around that time, I don't think Jermaine was really doing too much mm-hmm. at that moment. Who knows what he was doing behind the scenes, but like in terms of public visibility. Public facing, right. So I think, and correct me if I'm wrong <laughs> if you see this, right. but uh, I think that the Four Lanes thing actually kind of gave him a foot back in the like the PR door mm. like it gave him something to do a little press run off of mm-hmm. which led to him getting more opportunities he started doing looks. that show I mean, he did that one show I forget rap, the that, rap game yeah but that came out yeah that came out. that after. was cool I was like okay yeah. he's like getting it's just and like, I don't know if that that was led to that but like mm-hmm. it definitely he definitely did a press run off of the four lanes thing with, which, which started a Jermaine Dupree conversation in another way right um, and also in the tech space and it's like rappers doing games and stuff so mm. it was it was unique the the most um interesting thing about that experience was he, there were i don't know how many people downloaded the game tens of thousands mm-hmm. right and maybe even maybe a hundred thousand right mm-hmm. um jd was legitimately the best person at the game <laughs> for like for like a few months, he was like top score, he top score, and like little game center thing, it, until like some random Asian dude, some somewhere in, in China, not China, but somewhere, ended up whipping his ass. But like, he was the top score, and so when you you downloaded a game from Jermaine Dupri, and so people just naturally thought it was a bot, like people mm-hmm. just naturally thought it was some bullshit right. that the top score is Him. JD, right. right, right, and so he's like, nah, like it's really me. That's tight. So how do you prove that, right? So we came up. He came up with this thing called Peep, which till this day, still nobody's done. I'm waiting for the right situation to like basically give this idea, to, not give, but uh, present this idea to somebody and and redo it. But this um this plug, we basically made a plug into this game called Peep, right? And what it did was, as a player, you get in and you 
by uh, a challenge. You can challenge Jermaine, right? And so <clears throat> he gets the challenge and he plays the game and it records his face. First of all, he like sees your name and all that shit. Mm. So it records his face while he's playing so he can like give you a shout out. Like and FaceTime. Yeah, and like talk shit or whatever. Mm. And then when you play, you see the recording of him playing against you, basically. Mm. But it's staggered so like he can do it on, at his own time. He doesn't mm. need to FaceTime with you. It's right, not live. Right, right. But the cool thing about it is after it was over, as a fan, you paid like a dollar, a couple dollars or whatever. You have that video of Jermaine like playing against you. Right, and talking shit. And talking and shit. That. And so you can share it on social media or whatever. Kind of like Cameo, but like a game. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was before Cameo too. <laughs> and uh, and uh, what ended up happening was <laughs> we set the shit too fucking cheap. And there's like mad people requested to play. And he couldn't really, he couldn't really keep couldn't up keep with his it. Uh, little funny style. Right. And we kind of had to shut it down. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Right. But, but that was an interesting experience. Um, and uh, yeah, and then from there, like, you know, I, I was really able to leverage that experience in, into um, charging more, mm-hmm. getting cooler clients, mm-hmm. um, just getting, just getting, really getting involved with the types of projects that I really give a fuck about. You know? mm-hmm. So when I first met you, you were showing me. It, it, I don't want to get it wrong. Is it Pacer? Beeper. Beeper. Yeah, Beeper. the Beeper yeah, app. Yeah. So how long after the Jermaine Dupree game was the the Beeper app? Two, three years. So we started talking to the 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 um kid from Beeper. I say kid. He's like twenty three now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake. And um, he, Jake was introduced to us through Mark Bryan, who's the guitar guitarist from Hootie and the Blowfish. Okay, <laughs> it's random as fuck. <laughs> but, but this dude, he was uh, his, his professor at College Charleston, right? And so when Jake hit us up, the interesting thing about Beeper is it's kind of like early, right? Mm-hmm. So Beeper, we send music uh, alerts about new releases and announcements, you know, music releases. Um. And with early, we were doing the same thing, trying to like, but like do like exclusive content, mm-hmm. right? Um, instead of just like the, uh, just alerting people. Right, right. And, um, but the beeper thing is cool because it's like, we really removed all the friction from hearing or learning about your favorite music. When a new song comes out, you get a push notification, you tap the push notification, it's one tap, and it takes you to the streaming service of your choice, mm-hmm. and the shit is playing. Mm-hmm. It's like when some shit comes out that you actually fuck with, you get the alert, you tap that bitch, and then it, it starts, starts playing. playing. It's like, yo, <laughs> you know what I mean? Instant. Yeah, it's wild because you know most apps' business model is based in you going inside of their app and getting all lost. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, we we just get you right to what you want, mm-hmm. and so um, luckily, so you know, he hired us to build that, but um, I've become a partner. In that app, and mm-hmm. we're we're on a wait on the way to a hundred thousand users. No funding yet. We've probably spent less than ten grand in marketing, and it's like it's a bunch of um the artists we cover right now are a bunch of like like younger like Gen Z rap right that mm-hmm. like I don't really know as much about that shit, but um like from just like an elder in the game <laughs> in the game now like it's cool to like contribute my knowledge of what not to do and how to fucking slow down and. Really, peep, you know, peep the scene before you make moves and shit. And we got some fly shit coming, man. Like, we got a um, partnership with Rap TV mm. that we're, we're doing something really interesting with them um, pretty soon here. And um, 
and then yeah, I'm I'm, I'm genuinely excited about what what's about to happen with that shit. That's dope, yeah. man. I, I love how, I just love how y'all are you know continuing to build things for the future and testing them out. You know, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of people who watch this who are also interested in building apps, yeah, right? Like yeah, the, yeah. the iPhone, Android ain't going anywhere. So what what guidance could you give people? You know, you've been through this process several times. Like, what are some tips that you can give someone who's just getting into, like, creating their own app for maybe the first time, you know, and, and yeah. kind of avoiding some of the, the pitfalls that you've for already sure. hit? So I'm going to say some things that, I don't think you will hear anywhere else. Mm -hmm. That's what we need. Right? Because first of all, man, you know, on every level of business, one thing I'm realizing is there's an element of like fake you need me motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Literally from, from a goddamn lemonade stand. To a Fortune 500 company, there's a lot of fake you need me people in the Man, world. Speak on it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the main thing you got to look out for. Um, there's so many things that can um, that can happen easier than are presented. Yep. Because people want to make things seem hard so that you feel like you need them. The system. So that you pay them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? And so one of the things that I would say frustrates people about getting in and you've experienced this i know with, with your your startup your clothing startup is um just like when you're not a tech person you're so much at the mercy yep. of a tech person oh, and the, them trying to you know not whatever they take, take it you. forever and whatever they tell you and yep. you and your heart know that some shit could work this way but they acting like it can't yep. no um so just to like get comfortable with the tech space and not spend too much money, here's what I suggest. You have an idea and it's like most people have like the full idea mapped out somewhat in their head or they've spent a lot of time mapping it out and realize that the consumer has no idea what the fuck is going on in your head, right? right? But ideally your solution, your idea serves a part of the like provides a solution for uh has a product market fit right mm -hmm. and so you got to think about like okay is there a what's the simplest way to provide a solution to that market where that's not the full fleshed out thing in my head because the full right. fleshed out thing in your head one might not be what's most effective right and two is probably going to be way more expensive than necessary to start and take more time and take more time right they, right. they call it the mvp an, an right? mvp right a you want a minimum viable product exactly you want to narrow those ideas down to like yo what is the least amount of shit i could possibly do mm -hmm. to put something out there mm -hmm. um give a perfect example the um the app i just put out is just just something for myself the D detach app mm -hmm. the um um, phone addiction app it's literally one button right mm -hmm. which might seem silly but to certain to certain people that's literally what they need mm -hmm. the uh subscriptions are doing like really well much higher than like what's considered good a mm -hmm. good conversion rate right and it's literally one button and that's through years of just being like okay now i need to reduce some shit down mm -hmm. to be as dumb as possible right so people use it so people use it so they don't get confused they don't take time to learn what it is people's attention spans are out of here because i'm sure the hardest thing about having an app 
isn't getting people to download it, but it's getting people to use it again. It's getting people to use it again. Right. Exactly. And so one thing, and this is this is a, a, a trick that I'm I'm probably gonna make like a free ebook about this, mm-hmm. um, which is your idea, look look for your idea to see if it already exists either on the app store mm-hmm. or on a website called GitHub where you can find code. There's ways to like scrape data, which is like really sounds complicated, but it's really easy. I can, I'm going to write all this up mm-hmm. in a little e- free ebook mm-hmm. to find the contact information for somebody who's already building or already built something pretty close to your idea. Right. And that reduces the amount of time and money so significantly hopefully you can get somebody to just go in on it with you because they already built it and they're looking for somebody to help them market it or whatever anyways right right? right. but um that'll reduce the amount of time and money to a point where you won't get frustrated you won't get burnt out you won't be sad Mm -hmm. right even if the shit fails you didn't fucking lose your shirt fucking with it. Right. You know? Which is the main thing. Yeah. Like the time and money that it takes to build these apps. Exactly. And the reason people don't tell you this is because people like me are usually trying to get you to hire them to fucking build the shit from scratch. Right, right. Where there's college students and high school students and people, hobbyists, that are building dope shit and aren't even thinking about how to market it aren't interested in marketing and don't know yeah, how to do it how and to. holy shit i just got an email out of nowhere from somebody who is probably more social mm-hmm. like we are can is better at communicating and marketing right out of nowhere saying they think my app is cool and they want to do something with it right and and not only do the does that code a lot of that code exist on github or whatever but i've hit people up who already have the shit on the app store, mm-hmm. but it's been sitting there for a minute, mm-hmm. or it's like no downloads, and you right. can tell they just cool idea. Maybe it needs a little bit of updated design, right? But with the, with the right business person, mm-hmm. you can really push a technical person's product over the edge. That's a great hack, y'all. So go to the the app store, and if if you have an idea and it's already there and it's not really popping, it's not pop exactly. You could reach out to the developers, especially if you have UX yep. design skills, exactly, and potentially and then marketing skills. Yep. And you know, if it's not working, obviously they want it to work. Something's missing. Facts. I love. And that. this is something that people just—it's just not. I mean, I've been doing this for a while. I've literally never heard anybody say that. That's just basic business common sense. Right. It's a gem. Right? It's like treasure hunting. It's like, yo, why the fuck do I need to invent some new shit where there's valuable shit that's just waiting to be found? So once you once you develop your app, what are some what are some tips to like get the app downloaded and kind of getting some attention on it that that you've seen work? Okay, so man, that's where that's where tough it's, it's tough right mm-hmm. you have to differentiate your product first of all your product has to be able to you have to be able to differentiate it like in, in its features and how you present it mm-hmm. um what has worked for me i can just go off of my personal experience i've never really used these kind of cookie cutter approaches to shit right you know what i mean like i really think about where people what what spaces aren't already saturated with other shit? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Like I I bet right now if somebody came out with an was with an app and all of their promotion was through like mailers like direct mail, they'd probably get more downloads than fucking doing at like, like Instagram app, ads. And yeah, shit. right. Because yeah. everyone's doing this. Yeah, thing. it's like it's like so just differentiating yourself. Like I do like like 
blast text messages. Obviously, mm-hmm. when we did the thing with Jermaine Dupree, it's like, okay, that's a celebrity. Right. You know, here's another hack. A lot of people in tech, unfortunately, look at darker people like j- disposable, mm-hmm. right? As disposable, right? And so when you approach, there's a lot of famous rappers and entertainers, whoever else, people, influencers with money that if you approach them with a completed thing, you're not asking them for money. You're just asking for their time. They are happy to put their face to something if the shit's fire. Right. And for equity. Right. Because it's like those opportunities aren't presented to them. They're people not, try to sun people in the much. tech space try to sun them like they right. don't they aren't like really as valuable. Away. Like yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so like I think pitching somebody on a hey, help me fund this, build this, that's difficult. Because who the fuck's got time for that? Right. But you got some shit already done, like the four lanes thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, like, yeah, that's easy. I can send out a couple tweets for 50% or whatever. I mean, obviously, like, maybe not 50%. It depends on the personal situation. But, like, you know, how bad do you want to get it out there? And especially if it's not popping. And especially if it's not popping. Especially if you use my previous hack of how to build it. Right. For, like, for the low. Or, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, yeah, like, that's one way, um, man, like, learning. So, a lot of it's trial and error. Like, with Beeper, we've spent virtually no money on marketing. But, like, we got, we popping on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I don't really fuck with it. Mm-hmm. But, like, my guy Jake, man, they, they just really study what goes viral. And I used mm-hmm. to make, like, viral videos and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not... You know what it is, man? It's it's empathy. It's really getting out of your your nar- own narcissistic mind mm. and going, when somebody's scrolling through their phone, what is going to make them stop? Right. That's it, To me, <laughs> this like brings me back to your Michael Jackson. Like, uh-huh. to that moment. Yeah. Like, that way the, of Just mind-blowing shit. Yeah. Like, yo, like, I've, bro, I saw an ad the other day. I saw it for, like, some vitamins. It's like a two second ad. Where's the fucking vitamins? The ad is a motherfucker filming the bottle. And he's like, he's like, man, these shits work, bro. God damn, these hoes work. <laughs> right? And it's just two, it's two seconds. He's like, these hoes work, bro. Damn, these hoes work. I swear I'll be thinking of those type of commercials. Like, they need more of those type of commercials. <laughs> yeah. And this shit grainy as fuck. And this is like, yo, that shit. I'm de- I, I, it's definitely in my uh, my shopping cart right mm. now. And it's like, you know, just really put yourself in the position of the viewer. Mm. You know, like, what are you giving the, the, the person that's experiencing it, the viewer? And that's always been my thing with like any of the content and ideas that i create like yo i'm gonna put something out there that's gonna make you stop and go what the fuck is this shit right some you new shit I mean? I yeah need, why do i i need this yeah, yeah 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 it's like and so um yeah that's it man it's like it's like um i i believe and like when you make something super fire like you really don't even have to supermarket or super crazy sell it like obviously you got to get people got to know about it but like like weed or something, you don't have to like force that shit on people. Right. You know what I mean? It like when you itself. it sells itself. When you really put put some thought and some the right energy and take your time with shit, 
it might get go goes fire. Yeah. So we've talked about the past. You know, we're talking about the present. Some of the things you're doing. I would love to dive into the future. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. So we've yeah. talked about the past, present. Bring us into what you see into your future. You know, the, the future of tech. We've talked about crypto and NFTs a little bit. So I'm just curious I'm, from your perspective, like, where do you see everything going? Man, I mean, I sent you, some, sent you something today. You, man, you already know what it is. The, the metaverse shit is so obvious. Mm -hmm. Technology is becoming much much more magical. The, the whole the whole trajectory we're on is basically making the devices disappear. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And like we don't even realize how crude this phone shit I know. is. You know what I mean? We're gonna laugh at this phone shit pretty hard yep. at a certain point. Even probably not too not too distant future. Um, where I see this stuff going is quite literally no hyperbole. Like some superhuman shit, man. Mm -hmm. Like like having access instant access to whatever information available mm -hmm. without having to interface with anything external mm -hmm. and i see that coming pretty damn soon mm -hmm. and i like a pr in practical ways um which you know a lot that scares a lot of people but it's pretty to me it's pretty promising because if you think about all the stress and strife and violence and all types of crazy shit disagreements misunderstandings that come from, from it happened in the world, it, it all stems from ignorance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As we can exchange information better with each other, more complete information better, then we, there's less reason to feel fear, mm -hmm. less reason to feel insecurity. If I'm, if I'm walking down the street and, you, and somebody gives me access to their mental state, you know, like... I don't have to worry about this motherfucker. You know what I'm right. saying? Man. You know what I mean? It's so crazy like, what you're saying because I'm I'm reading Ready Player Two, mm -hmm. right? And there's this part in the book where basically it's like the Neuralink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And and so now you can experience other people's experiences. So what it did what it did in the book is it's basically creating so much more empathy. Right. Facts. Yeah. This is kind of exactly. what I hear you saying. It's That's just exactly like what I'm saying. You're able to tap into somebody's perspective. Yeah. Go. Oh, okay. I get this. I get this situation. Right. Um. And yeah. And that's that's you know all of the things that the, the issues that we're dealing with, um, just come from a lack of information, a lack of understanding. So people don't realize how slow our input and in, in our input. And, and ability to receive information from, mm. from these devices are. And like our you know? ability to clearly communicate what we even mean. <sighs> Super facts, bro. Right? Super facts. Yeah, I mean, communication is devolved, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's like as, as, the, <laughs> as, the, as the quantity goes up, it's going up. The, quant <laughs> the quality is going way down. Right. And um, I mean, you can just feel it like... Like, it was just so much easier to talk to people, like, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And motherfuckers right. not get so panties in a bunch of shit. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? And it's like, now you have the news. It's like, 
the news has always been around, right? Yeah. 60s, like it's not new, but now it's like the news is so quick, right? The news is every, it's not even every hour, it's every second. Yeah. And, and they're all trying to get us to believe these stories. You sac- And you sacrifice truth for brevity. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can tell a real story when you're just trying to get some shit out. It's just right. all sensational. It's all stimulant. Right. It's just all click-based, mm-hmm. right? So I'm glad, I'm glad I said that because what happens when there's no, nothing to click? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. What, happen, what happens when information is streaming and you're basically tuned into a frequency or not in your mind? You're basically open to a certain types of information or you're not. So I have a thought on that, right? So it's like right now we're living in kind of like this click economy where it's like click the ad, yeah. click Google, and what I see, and we were kind of talking about this earlier, is with the metaverse, it, it's going to move to presence, yeah. right? So it's like, how can we get your presence to come over here? Mm. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, And then once, yeah. once you're there, yeah. then, you know, there'll be ads and they'll, yeah. they'll serve you things, but it's it's going to be a lot more of like value first. For sure. Where now it's like, click this thing that you're, yeah. you're scared about or you're, you're, you have fear about oh, yeah. or you're angry about or you're curious about. or They you just want, want the click. So yeah, they, they got to like, get a rise out of you some way. Yeah. doesn't matter if it's, you know, detrimental or beneficial to your mental health. Yeah. Um, my whole philosophy behind where I see tech going, where I want to influence it going is nutritious media. Mm-hmm. And, and it's uh, basically the, the meaning behind that is the the food we eat is as essential to our bodies as the content we consume is to mm-hmm. our minds. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, which is why I'm big on this like digital detox and digital fasting thing now, mm-hmm. because just like regular fasting, mm-hmm. you got to clear out those toxins yep. to really, you know, get get fresh perspective. And um, and so I just think that we don't even realize how damaged our brains are. Our brains are by consuming so much surprise content. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing else you consume or even before the social media age where you didn't really know what the what fuck you, you were about getting. to see. It's like opening a, yeah. a question mark magazine. Yeah, exactly. You don't know. Exactly. That wasn't and it, really happening And it that creates... Much anxiety and where everybody's tense and on edge because within within a second you might see some shit that's highly offensive to you you might see something that's um scares you just something that makes you feel uncomfortable you might see a, a fucking some shit exposing you right. like you just don't know what the fuck you you're about to see mm-hmm. and um there'd be ways to and I, I think that as we move into new mediums people are going to realize, okay, this is an opportunity to kind of cut the shit. One of the biggest problems that we have in this world right now, no offense to anybody, is that we let nerds dictate how we socialize with one another. I've seen that. We let motherfuckers that... And that's not real. The issue that I have with that isn't in judgment or it's just that that's not real. It's not how the real world works. It's not how it really works. but, But to people that grew up without real friends or without natural social interactions whether they be like have Asperger's or Mm -hmm. just be super smart computer nerds or whatever no offense to anybody like those are the people that should build something that is dictated by a social person like like the 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 issues people are having with social media the social just the, the, the problems it's causing in society a cool person would have never let that shit end up that way yep 
yeah. a comfortable, secure person with friends and healthy relationships that people like and they like people would have never put something out into the world that's just brings that kind of whackness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not it, in the nature. It's not in their nature. And so because these tools and how to build these things were so inaccessible, it, only these types of like socially deviant people could build the shit mm-hmm. and then but the, the the things that are so useful about them we kind of, things that are so useful about them kind of keep us using them to our own detriment but i think as technology becomes more seamless with um like just creative people um implementing technology there'll be new platforms that feel a lot more natural I feel that for you know? crypto and NFTs, yeah, where that's a perfect example. like NFTs are it, it, it's a it's a really great place in the sense that there's a lot more artists coming in, right? So it's like crypto initially, it's like you have very mm-hmm. just top level like nerds, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. really, we're understanding it. Yeah. Um. Again, no offense to any nerds or whatever. Yeah. But now you have a lot more of like artists coming in and 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 now it's like i think it's opening the door for even just like what was pissing me off about it's like okay the hip-hop community hasn't come in and made things cool so it's like shit ain't official yet yeah and i'm just gonna be honest with y'all like until until the hip-hop community comes and kind of says like you know this is gonna be the game or this is gonna be the thing it it never really has like the the cool at least in 2021 like yeah it's we're, coming we're not in the 90s anymore so it's like yeah so i see these things and that's why like when i saw like the gta mods i was like mm-hmm. you know this is really interesting yeah because a lot of the tech people aren't even focused on that yeah, yeah but that's yeah, a yeah, whole yeah, metaverse yeah yeah yeah, that's yeah, being yeah. Built, oh you yeah know, and, and it's like and so it's coming, you know, and, and there's going to be a merge. There's yeah. going to be where it comes together. But I think right now it's kind of like it's still early. You have a lot of like the tech bros. Totally. And, yeah, and, yeah, and the yeah. people who are early in the space. But when the culture comes, that's when the money is also really going to yeah. get crazy in crypto and in the metaverse. That's facts. That's facts. You know, um, one thing that I haven't really do- dove too much into, but it kind of like it, it, you can tell the creators are kind of out of the way is the discord shit mm. you know what i mean people setting up their own discords and their servers and bots and stuff and it's, it's like that's that's kind of giving the right people the power to create cool little communities and shit on there too yeah and i, I think that. it's about it's about like creating a place where everybody can come in and yeah. it's not awkward or it's yeah. not it's not not so hard to use that's that's a brilliant thing about apple you know mm-hmm. it's like I, I saw this commercial maybe like 3 or 4 months back and i was just like this is the dopest commercial i've ever seen for maybe any company and it was basically it was an apple commercial and it was just all the dopest motherfuckers in the world like spike lee (laughs) and like barack obama and everyone was just using apple shit oh yeah just real easily real seamlessly and and if you think about windows and how computers were before steve jobs came in and really simplified it all it was more just like yeah you know sterile is like yeah how do we get it yeah like it wasn't it wasn't easy to use and i think that 
that also it's a kinda, perfect example. It's it, like Steve is just like, yeah, okay, I'm I get I, empathetic to people, the average person. Exactly. Yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. all about like the yogi lifestyle, yeah. minimalist. And yep. and that to me, it's giving all of us an equal playing field because before that, when it was just Windows, yeah, it was less accessible. Totally. And so we as, as a community, we really didn't get involved into tech. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. we had the Apple computer in our schools, but the average home didn't have a computer yeah. until later on. And so right. that's why you don't see us dominating, you know, the programming and, yeah. the, and the tech jobs, right? Yeah, Especially sure. black people. Like, you know, we are not funding yeah. or, or founders of of tech companies man if we were this shit would be have so much fly shit bro we yeah that that, that really does have to change man um i don't know again i think a big part of the reason it hasn't changed is because a lot of people are buying into the, the fake you need me people honestly mm-hmm. i feel that like there's so much you can do on your own mm-hmm. there's so much you can bootstrap mm-hmm. you know like it's just it's just just use your imagination man <laughs> you and, know and for us you know as a community and every community we're afraid of what we don't know you know and yeah. so and so when you're not around computers and you know you see someone else who you're like oh they're comfortable they're typing fast it's, it's yeah. natural my typing for, is whack as fuck right it's natural yeah. for us to give all our power away Facts, and, yeah. and like you said though there's these people who who present themselves as you need us mm-hmm. you need to pay me a hundred thousand mm-hmm. lo and behold you know, three thousand or five thousand dollars later, yeah. you would have got way better results, right? Right. Back, so, yeah. so I just I see all that, brother, and um, you know, I just love the path that you're on and Thank and you. helping helping other people. I've seen you kind of just creating apps and making it seem a lot more approachable. I think the more people that look like us that are doing these type of projects, the more people can can sit back and say, I'm going to put my hat into the ring. I'm going to try and build something uh, innovative because, you know, personally, like I know a lot of white tech founders Many who have failed and, mm-hmm. and failed worth millions of dollars. Sure. Like ten, I'm talking about tens of millions of dollars, and that's not to say that they shouldn't keep doing that. But we should understand that we have to try, right? Because yeah. it's the failures, especially in tech. Every VC, every angel investor says, "I like to invest in people who have already failed," right? So, Fact. so you, yeah. you have to remember that getting out there. And learning these lessons is how you build a multi-million-dollar company yeah. or a billion-dollar company. Yeah, in fact. Now, the failure thing is really important. You know, when we, when Beeper and I, when Beeper first started having conversations with certain people, and Jake's a little bit younger, he, this is his first venture. Like, I don't know how those conversations were going because I wasn't on the phone. But one thing I noticed when I w- started being on the phone is just like the way I approach conversations. It's obvious that like. I'm not really trying to um, suggest that that we're going to do the impossible with certain shit. Like because I've failed so many times, like I really know the practical steps to land each brick one by one, right? right? Instead of just like, "Yo, I'm gonna get this. This wall is gonna be so fucking crazy." Right. You know what I mean? This is like, nah. Brick. Like, trust me. I know for a fact I can drop. I can. I got. I got the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. I can put up. A, a hundred layups. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many half court shots I can give you. Right. I know I can put in a hundred layups. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And 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 I'm dedicated to doing a hundred layups. And people want to work with people like that. But you, you know, you gotta have the foundations. Yeah. Down. You know, especially in tech. Like, 
if you can't lay down the foundations, you can't have the big ideas. You're not building the Facebooks yeah. without first building the little swipe app. That exactly. Did, right. Exactly. And, and yeah. it all it, it all snowballs on, on top of each yeah. other. So if you were able to kind of write a message on a billboard, right? Something that that the community could see that you could like influence our community, what would you want people to know? Like, what direction would you want to send people with your message? Man, I would tell people to stop limiting yourself to the confines of the past few hundred years of history. Mm. That is a fucking blip in the fact that we have been man from the beginning. Mm. The, the foundations of civilization, all the fly shit before any other type of person was on earth, we laid that foundation. Mm. Your self-image should be based on that. Homo sapien thinking man. That's what that is. That's what we are. Mm. Right? There is nothing that can stop you. Anything that any other person does on this earth accomplishes steve jobs any of them comes from your dna Mm. facts originating original man Man. right anything new and original the seed of it is inside of you i can't put all of that on a billboard (laughs) but that's just motherfucking facts Mm. remember stop stop letting the paradigm of america in this little blip in history define you this shit is nothing mm. compared to to the entire in this this the big picture and where we're headed. Man. You know what I'm saying? I this love, shit is a little blip that. in the road, bro. I love that message. You know? How can the people <laughs> get in touch with you? Um, Joseph at that level.com. This is my email. Or you can uh hit me on the gram, real Joseph, J-O-S-E-F. Um what how else? That's yeah, that's the main way. That's what's up. Make yeah. sure you get in touch with this brother if you got any questions, if you got app ideas. He might be able to lead you in the right direction. He's about to drop that ebook for y'all. Oh, I'm definitely doing that. You know that. what I mean? So yeah. I really appreciate y'all for tuning in. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe. Until next time, peace and love, y'all. Hey, peace. <laughs>